0: Got no right to tell us how to worship. So let's tell the government to get up out of churches. We ain't choking no more. Tell them our hopes in the Lord. The time for speaking is past. It's time to open the doors. Since you ain't got no right to tell us how to worship. So let's tell the government to get up out of service. We ain't choking no more. Tell them my hopes in the Lord. The time for speaking is past. So let's reopen the doors. Hey, it's Friday, and you're not here. Oh, look, there's people coming. That's great. Guys, uh, I didn't even give you a warning yesterday. Um, Can you comment and tell me if the audio is good? Because I'm using my quick connector again, and uh, I'm using a different port on it than last time. So hopefully it's working good. So if you could comment and tell me, if I'm coming in clear or if I'm broken up and terrible sounding guys as always please follow me on Instagram at bro here's the thing and Twitter is devastated 48 check it out maybe I'll actually use Twitter because if you didn't know Elon Musk is buying Twitter Oh, 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 I don't know why They gave me these Like sound effects cues, but check this out is Elon Musk buying Twitter a good thing I'm skeptical Okay, I'm done with the sound effects now, so You are live messages will start to come in from the platforms. Okay, awesome guys if you could comment Share this video. That'd be great. So, anyway, is Elon Musk buying Twitter a good thing? Well, it seems like it might be, but we don't really know. I'm kind of skeptical, actually. Um, I'm going to bring up this right now, and you can see what he said here is, this is from uh, April 26th. So a couple days ago um oh man okay people are all of a sudden my phone is going wild for other stuff anyway on april 26th he said the extreme antibody reaction from those who fear free speech says it all now look at his explanation of free speech by free speech i simply mean that which matches the law I am against censorship that goes far beyond the law. If people want less free speech, they will ask government to pass laws to that effect. Therefore, going beyond the law is contrary to the will of the people. And so this isn't really free speech. Free speech is protecting free speech. Like, the way you deal with free speech is by protecting it at all costs. And you can see here that he still believes that if a majority of people come in and vote away what you're allowed to say, that that is acceptable because the people have spoken and decided it. So this is not what free speech means. This is uh, this is really bad. Um, I'm wondering if I should have come in at the right time because it's just wow the live stream man I sh- I mean I should I guess I should have did it yesterday at my regular scheduled times Um. anyway guys moving on you can see I don't believe Elon Musk buying Twitter is ultimately gonna be that great I mean I, I like the things he's been saying a lot of them and I'm, I'm dealing, I, uh, you know, audio is clear and good. Thanks. Clifford. Cliff told me my audio is clear and good. Now, if we could only get some people to view it, that would be awesome, but that's okay. So is Elon Musk buying Twitter a good thing? We don't know. I don't, th- I I mean, it's better than who currently owns it. Um, oh, I never... Oh, that's okay. Anyway, the you know, the, the point of this episode is, is not really even to deal with Elon that much. I just really wanted to bring it up um, and let you guys know not to be totally duped by it because uh, we shouldn't trust this mega-billionaire who is not a believer. And if you think he's a believer because of what happened on the, uh, because of what happened on the, um, on the Babylon Bee, uh, I would not be uh, very positive about that. What is going on here? Elon wants to chip your brain. (laughs) Exactly. He wants to do Neuralink. Um, oh, I see. Enough said. I mean, yeah, like, We the Free uh, on YouTube is correct. Elon wants to chip your brain, enough said. So, you guys don't know about Neuralink. Now, I could talk about that for a second. Obviously, it's being put out there as, you know, you'd have this chip put in your brain. And then you'd be able to control maybe fake limbs or maybe it will even help uh, build new connectors um, and so you could fix paralysis and stuff and so that sounds really really awesome but then you still have a computer chip in your brain now when i look at the uh, uh like the options for brain chips like i'm a i'm a you know you know, if not taking a brain chip isn't an option, like, say I can't even choose death. You know, they're going to give you a brain chip, and they're not going to let you choose death. You know, I'm going to take Elon's. Uh, that being said, I still don't want it. I, do, I don't want a government. I want the guy who designed Teslas and made Teslas. I want his brain chip if I have to. Uh, I don't want a brain chip. not going to take one. Unless it's forced into me, but um, but yeah, want want Elon's uh, if there's an option. I just think it'll work better at least. <sighs> Why am I yawning already? This sucks. Um, guys, do not like his views on free speech. So anyway, guys, do you know about the diner in? outside of Spruce Grove, outside of Stony on Highway 43 called Mojo's Diner. Obviously, we have been there a lot and they resisted COVID restrictions. Now what you might not know about them is that they are still being punished. What happened is that AHS mm, all months and months ago went to the county and actually accosted them and they transferred uh, like basically they said that basically they sent Parkland County to go get them and they did and so they found a whole bunch of issues wrong they're still to this day not allowed to have dine in eating um, what I did see recently Is that they've opened up they've changed the name to MJOs and it says it's under new ownership now I'm not exactly sure what they're doing there but I know that it is still the same people living there and running it um, and uh, it sounds like they're just going to be open no matter what and just do whatever they want Um, again so I think we need to support these people because there's nothing wrong with their facilities Parkland County went through it and found all these issues. They've spent thousands and thousands of dollars Trying to make it work and they keep getting declined. They had all their old permits They're now saying that they need all new permits and but they don't think that they'll grant them the new permits Based on other issues, so they're basically trying to destroy their business and their ability to have a restaurant and a greenhouse on this property so if you live in in the northern central alberta area you need to come support this place buy a plant buy a cheeseburger actually they've got deals on right now buy two bison burgers get it for the price of one all your add-ons like cheese bacon and all that are all a dollar each go check it out anytime it's mjo's diner will probably still come up as Mojo's. Yes, and they do have a food truck. Cliff is saying in the comments section, I drive past Mojo's all the time. I see they have a food truck set up now, unless I'm mistaken. Correct. They do have a food truck set up, but they are now, I believe, going to allow people to sit in there again. I don't know how they're doing that what the legal side of that is but I as far as I know they're still being punished so we're gonna watch a video from rebel at least part of it and so this is a really interesting story where the owner there uh, the lady Monica she reached out to me and she said hey can we have Sheila Gunreed's contact info all I had to do was message Sheila and she was like are you serious right now they're still closed I'm going out there today And then boom I see this video two days later so we're gonna check it out
1: well AHS was um, came after us four different times Um, each time they saw something different Um, so we did get harassment from them and then from them they couldn't do any more to us so they sent Parkland County out Um, Parkland County came on our property um, without um, consent and they uh, gave us a closed order. So June 30th came a closed order from them. Um, We could sell our plants outside, but no more going in. And in fact, September 30th, the end of September, we uh, had a fundraiser and they threatened that if we were going to go into one of our buildings, we would have been put into jail.
0: So one thing I will say is that uh, Parkland County has a history of, of being really hard to deal with I've even heard one horror story and you know what this is hearsay and it was a long time ago but I'm going to tell the story anyway so take it as what it is it is hearsay so I've literally heard stories and this part is true this part is fairly confirmable if you try to build a second dwelling on your rural property They will make it extremely difficult for you and decline it. Um, Even like uh, one couple I know, they wanted to build a garage first with a one-floor suite, uh, build that first, and then build their house after. They basically got told that if you build that, you won't be able to build the house because we won't allow you to do the second dwelling. So, um, I know that for sure. I have also heard stories of, uh, an older woman going in. She basically tried to get her land subdivided for her children because it's a big property. Uh, they got declined. And then, so she went in and she basically went through all the steps to talk to someone. And the guy taught her how to go through all the steps to get it done, to get it subdivided. And then that same gentleman was the one that declined her again for getting her land subdivided. I don't know for sure if that one's true. That was a long time ago, but these kinds of stories are prevalent out here. Parkland County has always been hard to deal with.
2: Sheila gunn for Rebel News, and I'm here about an hour west of Edmonton, Alberta, on Highway 43. very busy highway, might I add. And I'm here at Mojo's Garden Centre and Diner. Now, the owners here, Monica and John, Osvalda, have a crazy story to tell. It goes back, though, about a year, maybe a little bit more. The government asked them to close down their diner to comply with COVID restrictions they did not so they were issued a ticket and now this year after successfully running the garden center four years and getting all the appropriate building gas and electrical permits and business permits to operate they were not allowed to reopen the garden center this year and in fact they were informed that they wouldn't be allowed to reopen just a week before their official reopening well as you know garden centers need to start their plants way earlier in the season so their investment in their business started back in January and yet the government pulled the rug out from underneath them just a week before they were to open and John and Monica think it has a lot to do with that earlier stand against the COVID cops their story is heartbreaking hopefully you can find it in your heart to support them let's go here though from Monica and John now I know that you reopened in defiance of the lockdown and Alberta Health Services moved in pretty quickly in and around the time that Grace Life was seized. I know that they were, my friend Devin was telling me that you had reopened and Alberta Health Services had moved in.
0: Name drop. Just thought I'd interject there. Uh, I I probably shouldn't be bragging about it when this is such a serious situation, but uh, it is fun still that those things happen a little bit, right? Yes,
1: Yes, we actually uh, really kept it going um, until AHS came in. Um, Mother's Day was really the start of trouble with AHS. Um, Yeah, so that was when things started to fall apart for us. uh, What exactly happened there? So AHS came in and they wanted to find out what was going on and so they gave uh, John a ticket, And they said that they wanted us closed. Um, So we decided we were going to have patio dining and go that way.
2: It's late April. Garden centers should be teeming with life. And your business has all but been destroyed by the government. Well,
1: AHS um, came after us. for.
0: I'm not popular. There's only five people watching this right now. First of all, what I do have is connections to a couple choice people. That is it, that's all. So I'm not that popular, but I just know the right people, you know?
1: Four different times, Um, each time they saw something different. Um, So we did get harassment from them. And then from them, they couldn't do any more to us. So they sent Parkland County out. Um, Parkland County came on our property um, without um, consent and they uh, gave us a closed order. So June 30th came a closed order from them. Um, We could sell our plants outside, but no more going in. And in fact, September 30th, the end of September, we uh, had a fundraiser and they threatened that if we were going to go into one of our buildings, we would have been put into jail. So it was fearful. It was a year that I will, that was very difficult for us.
2: What are you supposed to do with all these plants, according to the county?
1: I don't know. Um, They're coming back on us and they're saying there was no permits for nothing. We, on the other hand, have got permits. We've got development, we've got building, we've got all the permits that we, we could possibly get. We even have business license from them, but they're trying to deny saying that we do not have any, any permits at all.
0: So I'll probably stop it there, um, just because you can go watch the whole video yourself. I don't wanna just use all the content um, I'm not breaking it up enough to comment on it, but something interesting just happened. Uh, one of my Facebook followers, long, like from the beginning, her name's Kelsey, sent me a conversation, an email conversation she had with Shane Getson, who is the MLA from that area. Thank you, Kelsey. That is awesome. And uh, here it is. I, I don't know if I can make it any bigger. Um, I will just have to read it. Unfortunately, that's as big as I can get it. So I'll just read it for you guys. But he emailed her, and they email and, and and she emailed him, and he emailed her back. And this is what he said: he "Said I always enjoy going to Mojo's Garden Center for one of their burgers. So really awesome." This is a real email from a real person, not an automated garbage email. So that's cool. Uh, Props to Shane Getson. He is definitely one of the better guys. Anyway, I was curious to find out more information from the county when we started receiving many emails like yours. The Rebel News article contains a number of false statements and leaves out important information about the situation. Parkland County's primary concern is the safety of the owners and customers that frequent the establishment. The county has identified several safety concerns and instances of non-compliance under the Alberta Safety Codes Act and has provided the representatives of Mojos with the necessary information and actions needed to address safety and code concerns. I do hope both the county and Mojos can continue to work together to keep this popular restaurant and garden center open. So, interesting story that happened. Um, I, I know what some of those violations are, and some of them are almost impossible to fix. There were thousands and thousands of dollars. So, one of the craziest ones was, I believe they just had their septic, a new septic reinstalled, like, maybe 10 years ago. Um, and no codes have changed, I believe since then, but then when Parkland County came in, they said that the septic is too close to the drinking water and it will leach. It could leach in to their drinking water. Now, a contractor would have had to come out and install that septic tank. And follow codes and everything was deemed safe up until now but now it's not safe it's too close all of a sudden but it never it never was It never was before it just became a problem in the last year so that was one of the ones that seems pretty suspect to me um, And so, yes, we are only getting one side of the story, but I have seen some of those infractions. Some of them were easily fixed, and they've done that. Um, Like, you can't have the farm eggs uh, that they get from their chickens. You can't have them in the restaurant. Little things like that that they had to switch around that they did immediately um there there were other there were a lot of other little things that they were able to fix quickly um certain buildings were deemed unsafe because they didn't have a proper foundation they were just on piles or something but that was never an issue and it wasn't an issue at the time of getting all the permits in the first the first place yes cliff is saying alleged is an important word yeah because because this is the thing like Obviously, I'm not an expert on septic tank distance codes, right? So, I need to be careful with my words, even though no one's paying attention to me. It's still important to be careful. So, anyway, guys, I would go check out that whole video. Do the research yourself. I'm going to go there and... I'm gonna try to go there and buy food hopefully at some point. Um some point soon, but you know, we're on a tight budget right now as well because we were also hit by the COVID uh COVID police. So and the COVID police being my old company that let me go. Now also I just want to point out my new shirt. It's from live live action, what is this, live action, clump of cells, just a clump of cells like anybody else, anyway, I thought I'd point that out, pretty awesome shirt, guys, if you can't see it because you're listening to this on audio, it's a flat, it's a plain black shirt, white text, clump of cells, pretty fantastic. Anyway, guys, go watch that whole video. Like, share it, whatever. Watch it on Rumble if you want. It doesn't matter to me. Now, <clears throat> Clifford sent me this article, and it's from the end of March, and it's called A Premier's Reflections. Uh and it's Jason Kenny going through all the COVID response stuff. Now, if you go to stuff Kenny said, key Sections have been highlighted and pointed out there, but I'm only going to key in on one thing so you can see how, if he's dishonest with this, then what else is he going to be dishonest with, right? Um, Um. And so... We can go through some of this article, but uh, there he is, just with his blue Dodge. Man. Anyway, you know, it talks about going into the lockdown, and there was a global pandemic, and no one knew what to to do, and it was really bad, and blah, 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 blah. And he was healthy and sick, and employed and unemployed, essential workers, and the work-from-home crowd. A whole bunch of people suffered, and they made some dumb mistakes. He admits that they made mistakes. Um, those mistakes were remedied by severe and immediate backlash, though, like shutting down small businesses. So, I don't. I don't want to go through the whole article. Go read the whole article yourself. Um, I need to find the section, and he compares Alberta to Florida and Texas um, because he talks about the number of beds and how not great it was. Actually, you know what? Let's point out one more thing. So he says this, I understand the skepticism and that's in regard to never going back because he's using the word endem- endemicity. So like it has be- the pandemic has become endemic. It's just with us. And it's not going anywhere, and we just need to deal with it. So he's using that term again. I remember last time COVID was endemic. It didn't last very long. So anyway, he says, I understand the skepticism. He says, last summer I was so desperate to get out of this that I overpromised on it. Now listen to this. I said, open for summer, open for good. No, he didn't say that. I mocked it openly the entire time. That's why I remember, because I kept saying, hashtag open for summer, hashtag closed for winter, because he never said open for good. The only time I remember him saying open for good is when he was caught on camera talking to someone, I think at the Calgary Stampede, and it said, and he said, Uh, Someone asked him, does open for summer mean open for good? And he said, yeah, it means open for good. That was the only time I ever heard him say open for good. Now, I could be wrong. I don't know everything. But, but I don't recall him saying that. So, um... Yeah, like, listen to this guy, because I didn't ever want to resort to damaging restrictions again. And then we got whacked by the Delta wave. Yeah, it was so bad. Listen to this. We were within 10 days of having to pull life support on people in ICU and ship patients out of the province and rent freezer trucks for morgues. Oh, yeah, like in New York, right? Like, what is he talking about? It, this is patently not true. Like, oh. And I wasn't going to preside over that, but I don't see anything now that would lead us back to that situation. Yeah, we don't, hey? (sighs) Oh, anyway, okay. He adds that a media less focused on promoting a degree of hysteria and the use of harsh, constant lockdowns. Oh. Hey. Which province... Arrested three pastors. Oh, yeah, no, that was Alberta. Yeah, it was. Remember that? How's that for a harsh lockdown? You shut down churches at one point to only, what was it? Did we go down to 15 people? Did we do that? Right, we went down to almost no one being allowed in the building and then saying, oh, we never closed churches. Yeah, you just... Stopped 90% of people coming or 85 or whatever it was. <sighs> anyway. Um, look at this. And even if you wanted to, you cannot maintain widespread population compliance with fundamental impairments of freedoms and damage to people's lives. Yeah, you learned that, didn't you? When a bunch of people went to the Coots border and shut it down. That's why you're talking like this. Because people were sick of you. And you couldn't do it anymore. Cause finally something happened that triggered people to go be angry about this. Oh, anyway, I really want to find this thing about um, about Florida. Hopefully, I can find it really quick. Um. Wow, did I skip it already? Okay. It's gonna be one of those nights, guys. Do 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 do. Okay. Where is the thing? Actually, this is cool. Um, they're gonna allocate money, um, called and calling it the Surgical Initiative. Um, and they, uh, we want a lot more of what we call charter surgical facilities. Kenny explains where they're basically going to contract out private facilities to do surgeries, which signed me up for that. That's where I want to go. Um, where, um, this was important and now I can't find it because this was the whole reason I even wanted to look at this. Um, Oh Man Okay Basically what he does is he compares Man seriously he compares Alberta to Florida and Texas and says that well the reason that they did so good is because they have three times the amount of, of, of beds Um, and I think I'm, it's gotta be right here, man. In Alberta, we have a baseline of 173 ICU beds in a non-COVID year. Okay. Sustained according to, but with the second highest, I thought I was just going to be able to find it. And then he says, we're not getting bang for our buck. Like, are you kidding me right now that I can't find this section? Like, is it gone? No. Uh, Come on. This is really good stuff, guys. This is really good. I know this is premium content. what is going on here is it not here anymore like i'm i swear they all they like mm, okay command f cliff cliff is always helping me behind the scenes Mm, it's not doing, uh, command. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. That, oh, there we go. Clifford, it didn't help. It literally did nothing. Okay, hold on here. Um... This is hilarious. Press Command plus F and search Florida. Click into the text. Oh, like that. Command F. L. Oh, nope. Command F. Oh, oh, I see. Oh, now it's all highlighted. That's cool. Um, all the ofs are highlighted, Cliff. Yeah. Oh man, I want to prove that he said this, because I don't want to explain it. Um, without it being true. Cliff is texting me again Ah K okay, I found it Thank you Clifford K okay. Wow it was way shorter than I thought so. It's why, here, we'll start it from this section. It's why Kenny's government is now focused on health care capacity, or lack thereof, which was the reason for all the restrictions. We should have options other than restrictions, he argues. By having more health care capacity, he notes that one of the reasons places like Florida and Texas avoided similar restrictions is because they have about three times more ICU beds than we do. So he doesn't say per capita, he just says we have more three they have three times more ICU beds than we do okay so what does this mean sounds like he is trying to win re-election if Alberta leaders were anything like Florida or Texas pastors would not have been locked up and you had have been going everywhere uh you would have been going everywhere basically free without lockdown by the summer 2020 I hope you get a new truly conservative leader God bless you Devin thanks Thomas I appreciate it um, so exactly per capita matters. Thomas says, thanks, Thomas. Um, anyway, so check this out. It says, okay, so the, the population of Florida is 21.8. 21.48 million. Okay, cool. Wait, where did my population of Alberta go? Did I not? Oh my goodness. Okay, okay, okay. So, ah, okay, let's bring it up. So, the population of Florida is that. Now, if we go to this, population of Alberta, with the typo in it, is 4.3 million. So 4.37 times 3 is 12.9, 12.9, but it's more, so it's like 13 million. So, 13 million is just slightly over half of 21 million. So, Florida has less ICU beds per capita because, what is it, 4, 8, 12, 16, 20? Five times gets you to 20. So Florida has five times the population, slightly more than five times the population, but only has three times the amount of ICU beds. That means they have less ICU beds. End of discussion. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. So that just shows you What we're dealing with, when we talk about Jason Kenney, you don't think that he knows that? You don't think that he knows that that's not accurate and it's, it's brutal? Of course he does. So, guys, one thing that happened to me, I had a good idea. Someone messaged me. Why is this still here? Someone messaged me and was asking me some questions about the Bible, because it is almost, um, someone messaged me and was asking me some Bible questions. Um, and I said, just things about the Bible. Hey, can you find me a, like, do you know if there's a solid church in my area? That kind of stuff. And I said, hey, why don't you ask me some of these questions? And, um. I'll see if I can answer them. And basically she gave me a list of questions that they're very like fundamental questions. Now that's not like an insult to this person. What it is, is there are a lot of things that would come up if you're just starting to understand Christianity for the first time. Some of them are tough. Like how did we get the Bible? Like explain the Canon. Um, is the Bible being used by the elitists to control us? Like, that one's maybe not exactly that one. Maybe is in a different category, but you know, certain things. And then if you've been raised in a, like, or, or taught in a charismatic circle, um, what does the Bible say about speaking in tongues? Right. Um, and so one thing I didn't do is pull up pull up the legacy standard Bible app. Um, But uh, we'll do it now. Um, I'm just pulling up the section for you guys so that I can share it. But um, I'm going to go to this section. Uh, and we can take a look at it together so you can see the text there huh how do we want to do this it's the best no not that one eh, okay maybe if the screen is big you can see it mm, I don't like that no nah. no nah, I don't like that if you're on audio I apologize. So, 1 Corinthians 12. If you guys want to pull it up yourselves, that would be also acceptable. So, there's a teaching that everyone will have speaking in Like, everyone will speak in tongues. Mm, This has taken on different elements uh, since 1900 uh, when... um, became a really popular thing to do, stemming from Azusa Street, the Azusa Street Revival. Um, some people believe that speaking in tongues coincides with you being baptized by the Holy Spirit, and so that means at the time of at which you are saved, you would then speak in tongues as a confirmation of your salvation. That has become a pretty unpopular view among Charismatics. I believe Oneness Pentecostals believe that, so Pentecostals who deny the Trinity, I believe they still believe that. But in most Charismatic and Pentecostal circles, they believe that the speaking in tongues comes upon you when you are confirmed for the Spirit. Um, I've seen some pretty crazy texts to justify this, Uh, obviously I don't believe that at all. I don't even believe speaking in tongues was ever intended to be normative, nor do I believe that everyone will speak in tongues, obviously. And you can actually see this if you start at First Corinthians 12. And so one thing I want to look up is, uh, I don't want to show anyone's names on this, but someone sent me a list of proof texts, I'm not going to go through that, but... Basically, they'll use 1 Corinthians 14, 3-5, 1 Corinthians 14, Mark 16, 17, that one's hilarious. If they use that one on you, say, well, then you should be handling snakes and drinking poison. Go read it. Acts 1, 4-5, Acts 2, 1-4, to 4, Romans 8, 26, and 27. Now, that one, I don't even know how that one would be being used, but one thing that they don't do is start in 1 Corinthians 12. What does 1 Corinthians 12 say? Um, I'm seeing some funny comments here that I didn't read. Oh, thank you, Katie. That's very helpful. Katie posted a link to 1 Corinthians 12 in the LSB app if you want to go check it out. So, check it out. 1st Corinthians 12 actually we'll just eh, yeah so we'll scroll down I'm not gonna be on it the whole time so let's just start reading it okay 1st Corinthians 12 now concerning spiritual gifts brothers I do not want you to be ignorant so he's teaching on spiritual gifts you know that when you were pagans you were being led astray to the mute idols however you were led Therefore I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God says Jesus is accursed and no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. So one thing I'll say is like I'm not going to deal with this verse by verse I'm just reading it in context so we can get to the section Okay um, Therefore I make oh, yeah, sorry. So now There are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. So there are varieties of gifts, but they all come from the same place, the Holy Spirit. And there are varieties of ministries and the same Lord. And there are varieties of workings, but the same God who works everything in everyone. So you've got gifts, ministries, and workings. And it is the same Spirit, Lord, and God who does all of these things, working in everyone. And by everyone, it means believers. But to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for what is profitable. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, and to another the word of knowledge according to the same Spirit. To someone else faith by the same spirit and to another gifts of healing by the one spirit. So you've got Gifts are distributed to different people. That's it and to another the workings of miracles and to another prophecy and to another the distinguishing of spirits to someone else various kinds of tongues and to another the translation of tongues But one and the same spirit works all these things distributing to each one individually just as he wills so What is going on in that section? Paul is telling them that they all are going to be gifted different things And not all gifts are the same, and not everyone will have all of these gifts. Now, if you go to, yeah, so let's go down to the end. I'm not sure if I've got the whole thing up here, but check it out. Now he compares it to a body. The church or your assembly your local body as it were (laughs) your local church is like a body right so it says for even as the body is one and yet has many members and all the members of the body though they are many are one body so also is Christ now listen go to verse 15 this is where it really he really takes the body comparison to another level if the foot says because i am not a hand i am not a part of the body it is not for this reason any the less a part of the body and if the ear says because i am not an eye i am not a part of the body it is not for this reason any the less a part of the body if the whole body were an eye where would the hearing be if the whole were hearing where would the sense of smell be but now god has appointed the members each one of them in the body just as he desired and if they were all one member where would the body be but now there are many members but one body And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Or again, the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, how much more is it that the members of the body, which seem to be weaker, are necessary? He goes on. What's the point here? What's he comparing that to? Different limbs of the body are like different gifts. Right? So... What does that say about speaking in tongues? Not all are going to speak in tongues, and no one should be putting down a different member of the body for not speaking in tongues. Now, I'm not gonna deal with what I believe speaking in tongues even is today, but just fundamentally, the charismatic view that all people should speak in tongues is wrong based on 1 Corinthians 12. And as you go through 1 Corinthians 14, they're going to use a bunch of proof texts from there and avoid context and avoid 1 Corinthians 12. But they're going to not want to deal with, and she actually sent me this verse as what makes it seem like there's something up. And you're right. There is something up. It says this. Everyone's come together, right? And he says this, Therefore, if the whole church assembles together and all speak in tongues and uninformed men or unbelievers enter, will they not say that you are out of your mind? But if all prophecy, prophesy and an unbeliever or an uninformed man enters, he is convicted by all. He is called to account by all. The secrets of his heart are disclosed, so he will fall on his face and worship God, declaring that surely God is among you. So, if you read 1 Corinthians 14, one of the major themes of it is that prophesying is the greater gift to speaking in tongues. They would often go, well, but yeah, but Paul says, I wish that you would all speak in tongues. And then he says, but more so I wish that you would prophesy. So he's saying it would be great if you all had this spiritual gift, but more so it would be better if you do this. And here he explains it. If everyone's speaking in tongues, it looks like chaos. But if everyone's prophesying, it's not chaos. It's convicting of anyone who would enter who is an unbeliever. It's all right there. So, I hope that helps. Um, but let's, I, I do want to check something out because I'm not even sure how it acts. Someone said that speaking uh, speaking in tongues proof text Romans 8 26 and 27 and in the same way the Spirit also helps our weakness ah yeah that's right for we do not know how to pray as we should but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words and he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he intercedes for the Saints according to the will of God so this is clearly talking about praying and not having the words and and there's obviously some sort of concern about not being able to pray well, right? And Paul is saying, don't worry. God, the Holy Spirit interprets your prayers. So just talk to God. And God will know what you want to say there's nothing in here about speaking in tongues speaking in tongues would be like well more and I'm talking about charismatic speaking in tongues would be more like mm, because God can interpret anything I'll just ramble into the air and he'll interpret it that's not what this is saying it is clear from the context that that's not what this is saying It's not even in the context of spiritual gifts. If you go read Romans 8, Romans 8 is not talking about spiritual gifts there. Not only this, but also we are, sorry, starting at 23. Not only this, but also we ourselves having the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves grown within ourselves, eagerly waiting for our adoption as sons, the redemption of our body, for in hope we were saved, but hope that is seen is not hope for who hopes for what he already sees but if we hope for what we do not see with perseverance we eagerly await for it and then what is it you're longing for those things that's what this is talking about look at that you're longing to be redeemed by Christ to be with him and to be saved by him and so that's another interesting term you have been saved if you are a believer. You are being saved if you're a believer. And you will be saved if you're a believer. It is all past, present, and future. That is commonly used to describe salvation and other aspects of Christianity as past, present, and future. So this is not talking about speaking in tongues. Go read for yourself. It has nothing to do with speaking in tongues. That being said interesting story um a personal one um and I'll close with this because it will allow me to explain the gospel again which I was accused of not doing that very often the other day and you know what maybe he's right maybe I'm not preaching the gospel enough on here anymore that could be true I get sidetracked by things. So anyway, um, we've had the same girl cutting our hair for a very long time. In fact, she was just out of high school when we started going to the lady who cut my hair off when it was long. And then my wife started getting her hair cut by her. And then we all, we when she moved to a different studio, we just decided, well, we'll just go to her. And anyway, um, she is Filipino and she, uh, so they're all raised catholic-ish, right? We've talked about religious things in the past and honestly, something happened to me where I was like, no, I'm wasting I'm wasting time. I've I've wasted enough time. They know she brought up church to me cuz she knows we go to church. And you know, I was like, no, I have to I have to get the gospel into this conversation this time. It has to happen. It just kind of came out of my mouth. And so she was has moral issues she knows that she's doing wrong and so what was really cool was i was able to kind of good person test her um and she admitted to me that on judgment day based on the violating of the commandments that we talked about she would go to hell and so then i was able to tell her the gospel that if you believe you're going to hell, the only escape is believing on Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And so I use the courtroom analogy, which is this God is a righteous judge, and he cannot just forgive you what you've done wrong because you're a pretty nice person. If you owe a million dollar fine, and he has found you guilty of that he can't just write it off because then he's not exacting justice but in a crazy turn of events in that courtroom the judge's son walks into the courtroom stands before his father and says I will take the punishment that he deserves I will substitute myself And take that fine on myself. Why? Because I have the money. And what God requires is righteousness. In the analogy, it's a million dollars. But in real life, it's righteousness. God requires righteousness. And so when Jesus Christ went to the cross, his perfect righteousness was put on you. And he paid the fine for your sin, which is death. So he died on the cross, and when you believe that, you will be saved of your sins. Your sin is transferred to Christ in what is commonly called the great exchange of then. Proving that Jesus Christ is who he said he was, and proving that he has power over life, and conquered death he raised from the grave and so the God man the God who put on flesh and became the God man died paid for sin and was resurrected after three days and if you believe on that you will want to turn from your sin and follow Christ and want to know him and have a relationship and be with him and it is not just fire insurance you don't just believe on Jesus Christ and then get to carry on doing whatever you wanted to do when you believe on Christ there will be a real heart change you will really want to follow him and be with him and so if you claim to be a follower of Christ but you've never had this changed desire do some soul-searching look at yourself believe the gospel where is it it's 1st Corinthians 15 we we're in 1st Corinthians so we might as well check out 1st Corinthians 15 i just went right past it i'm in galatians so starting at verse 1 it says this what is the gospel paul describes it now I make known to you, brothers, the gospel which I proclaimed as good news to you, which also you received, in which you also stand, by which also you are saved, if you hold fast the word which I proclaimed to you as good news, unless you believed for nothing. For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. Then he appeared to Peter and then all the disciples. And then he appeared to Paul and saved him even though he was persecuting the church and helping Jews kill the Christians. And what we see with Paul is that when he was converted, he instantly wanted to follow Christ and honor him and worship him and flee from his sin. And so, that is the good news. If you repent of your sin, turn to Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, you will be saved. Believe on his death, burial, and resurrection. Burial and resurrection. So, thank you guys. Yeah, look, actually, let's. Katie just gave me a, a great section to close on. It says this. And you being dead in your transgressions and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he made you alive with him, having graciously forgiven us all our transgressions, having canceled out the certificate of debt consisting of decrees against us, which was hostile to us. He also has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. Amen and with that I end this stream